Hey, aloha, everybody. This is Jeff Reinbold. This is Jeff Reinbold Show. I'm here with Michael McQuaid, and we are going to talk some ball. There is huge developments in the coaching world in the National Football League in the last 24 hours, and actually the college football. We're going to touch on that and a whole bunch more as we look forward to the playoffs. We talking what, Mike? Playoffs? <laughs> We're talking playoffs. And we are brought to you as ever by 888 Sport, the official gambling partner of the National Football League in both Ireland and the UK. And you can hear this podcast live. You can get it on YouTube. You can get it at the Pro Football Ireland network of podcasts and wherever reputable podcasts are presented. Someone's been shouting at his players too much. What's going on, Jeff, with that voice of yours? First off, you got, you got the cold? Yeah, a little cold actually. Uh, we have we've had a lot of rain here, man. It's been you know, it's been warm rain. Not like not like the rain you guys have been having, but it's wet been rain. Warm rain. Huh? <laughs> that's that's a saying in Ireland, right? My wife says this a lot. It's it's not wet rain. I'm like, all rain is wet, and she gets really annoyed at this. And I'm like, no, no, rain is wet. I but it's not wet rain. It's like. But what? if she could tell me what dry rain is, I'm I'm really interested in that one. Here's the perfect interlude, Jeff. You need to you need to rest that voice up. You're in Ireland in in 15 days. Jeez, two weeks tomorrow. You're in Galway. Uh, we're gonna announce guests for Dublin, Cork, and Limerick either tomorrow or Saturday or whenever I get the final say from one guest. The wow! If you told me, I'm gonna cry here. Seriously, if you told me two, if you told me 18 months ago this would be happening, I'd be like, no, this is unbelievable. The guests for Cork and Dublin are ridiculous, like actually ridiculous. Um, so um, let me ask you a question. How much time is Bono going to be able to spend on the stage with me? It's not Bono and your voice oh, is starting. to be Bono. Your stream starting to sound croaky, man. Say something as a tester. <laughs> testing one, three. Testing oh, one. Oh, no. Oh, Jeff. What? Say it again. Test one, two, three. It'll it'll do. It'll 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 have to do this evening. And um, if it gets any worse, just refresh your browser, and, and we'll probably do it again. Okay, we'll 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 stay on live just so that people know. Jeff is on an eight night Irish tour. He's in various places. L i n k t r dot e e slash rainbow or slash NFL Ireland. There are numerous different events uh, happening with numerous different guests, and there is a lot happening. Some of the guests are unreal. Unreal. Wow. Did you add another? Did you add a ninth date? How excited are you? You know, you know, you know how excited I am to come to Ireland, right? I mean, this is something that we've been planning for over a year, I think. And, you know, the reaction and the response and everything from the people in Ireland has been fantastic. And I think we're going to have a great, great eight shows and, you know, do some more things in the community and, you know, really just try and take advantage of all the momentum that you've built all year long, Mike, because it's, I mean, it's amazing what you guys have been able to do at Pro Football Ireland and, you know, with your <clears throat> your podcast, with your college podcast, with, you know, this thing, what you're doing with the Steelers now, it's, you know, there's never been a better time to talk football in Ireland than right now. You know, we got an Irish player, you know, playing in the National Football League, going to be in the playoffs, you know, there's that word again, Mike. 
Playoffs. I'm not going to wreck the stream by playing it. Let's get right about it, Jeff. People listening to this podcast, short Jeff Rainbow show. We are going to give our picks for wildcard weekend, super wildcard weekend at the end of this. But the one thing that dominates the news today is two different things. We have to talk about it. We will talk about it. We want to talk about it. London and Germany games come out. But, Jeff, here's the thing. And I'll just give my interlude and then you proceed. Um, new last night what the games were was recording content like you know we, we we try and put a lot into this release because it's important we're very grateful to the nfl for giving us access to these games but more so we really enjoy it so props to them really enjoy the release some of the videos um and we'll talk about that in a second in terms of those home teams and um, so that came out at 12 o'clock ireland's uk time and at 1202 adam schefter announced that Bill Balchick is out after 24 years. And I have to, I know Henry's probably watching this. Everyone in the NFL, NFL UK, I feel for you lads. I feel for you because you imagine that's a big deal for them. And look, it's just typical to get done. But look, they'll, they'll have their moment again the whenever the full schedule is released. And we will talk about those teams in a few minutes. But Jeff, I got home from work. I sat down and I put on NFL Network and I watched Robert Kraft and Bill Balchick. And it, 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 it hit me but it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, oh my God, it's over. And the only thing I can compare it to is when Sir Alex Ferguson retired from Monday United. It, it, it's the end. It is the end. And I was, I've never seen Belichick that emotional before. I've never seen him show that true emotion in my lifetime. But I have to say, I was driving back there from somewhere on the way home with nothing but my own thoughts. I thought to myself, we are never going to see the like of this ever again. Never again in the NFL, and not to be down on the country of America at all. The U.S. has a very win now, or you've got a certain vibe. You know, we see Mike Tomlin's been at the Cedars for a long time. It's very difficult to not just be in a team for a long time, but to sustain the success that the Patriots had in that era. It's extremely difficult. Bill Belichick, I, I just feel privileged to have been alive to see Brady, Belichick, Crafts. I may have hated them at some points in my life, but I seen them and I got to see Brady play twice in Denver with Balachek. I got to be in the same room as Bill Balachek two months ago. So I say thank you to the people that have helped make that happen. But it, the Jeff, this is, you know, sometimes the words end of an era can be thrown out very easily. For example, you know, small things, coaches resigning, etc., or different things happening in the league. This is the end of an era. This is the end of a generation, in my in my opinion, in the NFL with Belichick leaving New England. And I I'm intrigued to see where he's gonna go. I think he'd go to Atlanta. I think Scott Pioli will sound him out. I think he'll be the Falcons head coach slash GM. Oh, there's sorry, there's already a GM there. Carolina don't have a GM. I I think he'll be the Falcons head coach for the week. But I know you've a lot to say on this. But you 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 you've experienced with your time at Sky, you've experienced a lot of Super Bowls on location, including that very cold one, remember that, in Minnesota. Um, but you've had a chance not just to see Belichick closer, but you've had a chance to witness history. You must be feeling emotional as a fan watching. I think everyone felt a bit emotional today because it feels like nothing's ever going to be the same again. And it's not, Jeff. And for the Patriots, I feel, if I was the Patriots fans, and I, I'd be sitting going, God, I wish I enjoyed it a bit more. Took it, you know, took it more for granted when we had it. It's it's just the end of an era, man. What's your thoughts? Well, I think you're right. You know, number of ways, Mike. You know, uh, I don't know. You know, and, and you know, it's it's 
it's it, without being melodramatic, it's reality. It's you know the circle of life or whatever you want to call it. You know, um, there is now a definitive greatness void in the National Football League, right? And I'm going to take it one step further and package it with Pete Carroll and with Nick Saban. And to think that three of the greatest that have ever coached all went out of the game within a 24-hour period, think about the void that that leaves, right? Now, the reality of the business and the reality of life in general is that somebody is going to step in and take that boy, clear, you know, fill that boy. Now, who's going, who's it going to be? Is it going to be Sean McVay? Is it going to be, you know, who? I don't know if we'll ever see that amount of dominance that we saw over a period of time that we saw from the Patriots because the league is so determined not to let that happen. They want parity. They want every team. If the league had their way, if there were 32 straight Super Bowls, there'd be 32 straight Super Bowl, different Super Bowl champions, right? I mean, that's what they want because that's what keeps the interest high. That's what gives everybody a chance, all of that. For him to do what he did, for the Patriots to do what they did, you know, for Pete to have the run that he had in 14 years in Seattle, for Saban to have the incredible run that he had at Alabama and LSU, it's really difficult. I mean, it's incredibly, it's hard to win one game, much less 300 games or whatever he's won. It's hard to win one championship, much less seven, right? So it's just incredible. And, you know, I think what it does do, and I'm like you on this one, it gives us pause to sit and reflect on just how incredible a run that really was, right? And during the times when, whether it was Spygate or deflate gate or any of the things that happened during that those during that reign during those championship years that people would use to attack and try and diminish the greatness of those teams i i don't i think now you recognize that those truly were some of the greatest football teams we will ever see and have ever seen and that's a tremendous, like you say, what a great thing to be able to say you live through an experience. Mike, think about this one. You know, you grew up in Ireland, right? You grew up 10,000 miles from, you know, pro football, right? And think about now, a kid who grew up where you grew up, the way you grew up, to have an opportunity, as you say, to sit in a press conference and actually work, right? Now, this is important that you understand it. You actually worked with Coach Belichick because you were part of that whole experience, that whole Super Bowl experience. And your job was different than his job, but you both had a job in that in that room that day. Well, that's pretty freaking, I think that's pretty freaking cool. You think about it, you know? And to be able to bring your passion 
and that experience to the fans, boy, what a thing, what a blessing, what a thing to be thankful for, grateful for. So, you know, he, he's given us an awful lot, an awful lot over his time in the game. Now, as he moves on, I don't see Carolina in the future, right? You know, I think instantly, Jeff, and, and like selfishly, I don't, I don't mean it, but in selfishly, we'll talk about this in a second. I'd love to see him at Carolina because they're going to Germany next year. Bring him well, back I over. Mean, <laughs> yeah, that would be, you know, wherever he goes, he's going to be, it's going to be a, a sold out show, right? But I just really think what's important to him now, why he continues to want to compete, is to, to, to beat Shula's record, which he's within, you know, striking distance of. He's going to need to go because he's up in his 70s now. He's going to probably need to go to a place where that the, he has a chance to win 10 games a year. And I don't think Carolina is anywhere near the roster that he's going to need to win 10 games a year for probably two or three years. So I would say the Chargers are a much better fit. I would say, you know, a number of the jobs that are going to come open, the Raiders, some of the other, those are much better fits than Carolina, which is really, you know, at the bottom right now. It's going to be so weird seeing him on the sideline wearing a different hoodie. It's going to be, it's one thing seeing Brady wearing another jersey. That's going to be strange. And look, bring it on. That'll keep us talking for the next seven months. We haven't got enough time to go through all the options. And I, I know we'd love to, but Jeff is, uh, Jeff's warming up for Ireland over wherever he is right now. I mean, I think his jumper gives it away. Anyway, back onto the subject. Uh, let's quickly talk about the international games, then go to Pete Carroll, and then go to Wild Card Weekend. I mentioned the Panthers. Pa like, look, if anybody was in Frankfurt, <laughs> the Panthers was the worst kept secret the whole weekend. Oh, yeah, the Panthers playing this one. Now, before we start this conversation, I have no idea who any team is playing. I have no affiliation with any part of the NFL in any way. Okay, I do, I do the thing with the Steelers. Okay, fair enough. But this podcast has no affiliation with any part of the NFL. So I'm going to guess. I'm going to say the Panthers play the Chiefs in Germany next year or this year. I, I think that'll happen. I have no idea whatsoever, but I think the betting man, bet responsibly, would be, well, Kansas City have a big hold in Germany. And if they get to go as the away team, happy days. Um, I, I want to talk about London more, Jeff, and then maybe, just maybe get your reaction here as well for the whole thing. Panthers Bar in Munich the first year was the best bar I was in the whole weekend. Great people, lots of fans. And I'll give a shout out to um, my man, Julian Barsch, who is from Germany, huge Panthers fan. He was texting me last night, really excited. So I know those guys are buzzing. Uh, but to the UK games, obviously we got the Jags. Shout out to Shad Khan for, for saying Ireland in his statement today. I seen you. Uh, Bears, Vikings are the home teams. So interesting. Um, it, I feel like London deserves a big game. I'd like to see the Niners play the Vikings or you know get get a big team in there as well. But look, it's um, it's always good getting games, Jeff. Four games in Europe next year and Brazil. I know Jeff, you've been in bed when this was all announced. Uh, you woke up to some big news this morning, Jesus man. Uh, Brazil doesn't have a game announced. It has a game. It hasn't been announced who's playing there yet. I, it seems to state on the press release that will be announced towards the schedule release. Um, time will tell. You'd think they're going to get a biggie, wouldn't you? What's your thoughts on this uh, announcement today, Jeffrey? Excited? Well, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. For, and I'm really excited for those teams because they're going to have a chance to get over and get a taste of 
what international play is really like and, and the circus that is, you know, Tottenham, the circus that is London, you know, uh, Wembley, the circus that is Germany, Munich. I mean, it, it's, it's going to be something special. I think this is my personal opinion. I think that Carolina will probably play a team that has marketing rights in Germany and a high profile team because you want to make sure that that game is well attended and sold out and, you know, maximizes the interest and all of that. The Vikings and the Bears in London, uh, I think those are both good draws. I think there was a strong, there's a big Vikings fan base in, in uh, the UK. And there's also, we all know that there's an excellent Bears fan base in the UK. And the Bears have a history of playing over here. So when I say over here, I'm talking about in the UK. I, I think it'll be interesting who goes to play those two teams. If the NFL really wants to see the marketing aspect, you know, expand, which I truly believe they do, then why would you not put marketing teams in those marketing areas in these games? It, it just makes too much sense, right? And one thing the NFL does understand is how to make money. So, you know, again, you talk about the 49ers. 49ers would be a great, a great team to bring in because there are so many 49er fans in the UK and they have marketing rights in the United, in the United Kingdom. So I think those are two really, really good ones. I agree with you 100%, Mike, that I think uh, Brazil is going to get a marquee matchup. And I'm talking about like one of those really special kind of games, you know, and uh, clanger, as we call it. Yeah, well, that's that's what I think you're going to get when they when you get Brazil. But hey, stay tuned because you know we're going to see. And and uh, would I love to see the 49ers in the UK? Yes. Would I love to see the Raiders in the UK? Yes. You know, I I think obviously the Jags. You know they're going to play again, and and you know so we're going to get some really really good football and. You know, it, we're going to get great fan base, great interest, great worldwide exposure. And we've got we've got about fourteen minutes before you have to go off for a meeting online with somebody else. Hey, uh, so very quickly, Pete Carl, and then we'll give our quick picks. This we only, only we've only got a few games, and we can't go into much detail this weekend, Jeff, because your life at the minute, in a good way, is a complete joke. I've went from talking to you every two hours to like. Are you free at this time? I'm joking. Um, Pete Carl. The only thing I'll say on Pete Carl is this. I hated their defense when they were so good. But over time, a bit like Belichick and Brady, I looked back properly and thought, my God, what a hell of a coach he is. Because I know he's done, but he's still, he's not He's not dead. He's alive. He's a great coach. That really got me yesterday when he broke down in tears. Oh, that man. really got me. Oh, my God. Was... I'm just, I'm, I'm 100% with you and i watched it and i thought this is heartbreaking it's absolutely heartbreaking and you could tell that he really didn't want to go right you could tell that it was not his idea and he's too he's got too much class and he's got too much integrity to to not stand in front of the media right but he, he did as good as he could possibly do, in my opinion, to 
to protect, you know, the Seahawks and protect the, the, you know, the, the brand and protect the image and protect his, you know, frankly, his legacy. Because when you go out that way, when you go out fired, obviously, if you lash back and all those other things that he could have done, you know, it's not going to, you know, like I said, he just, I think I'll say it this way. He went out as classy as you can go out, right? And I'm hurting for the people in that building that love him so much and let me just say this. There are numerous people in that building that love that man. And Maurice Kelly, who we've had on the show, who's the vice president of the Seahawks, is a friend of ours. And you know how Mo must feel today, right? It's almost like you, you lose your dad. It's not easy. It's not easy. Now, okay, here's one for you. I'll give you a name. Go for it. Dan Quinn. Yeah, it's it's time, but the the thing that I don't like, and we, we need to give picks, so be quick on this. The thing that I don't like is asking teams or asking you for interview now. Wait, I understand. Like there needs to be a period where the playoffs go and it's done, and then it happens. I don't like it, Jeff. I don't like it. There's a reason why soccer has transfer windows, etc and protocols in place. I don't like the way that they can start asking for interviews for Dan Quinn, the Lions OC as well. Like there's so much going on and it's just like that surely affects your team at such a vital point in the year, you know? Well, I think I think what we saw or what we've seen in this period is how quickly teams want to move now. I truly believe in all, with everything, every fiber in me is that one of the reasons that Vrabel got fired in Tennessee was it was a preemptive strike, you know, uh, by Ms. Adams because they were concerned that they were going to lose him to the Patriots and they didn't know how long the Patriots were going to vacillate before they ended up making their final decision. Okay, so let's say that thing went on two weeks, right? And then all of a sudden, Belichick's gone and they're asking for permission to talk to Vrabel. You know, they're, they're, think of all the candidates that they would have lost in that time period. So, you know, it's it's a it's a dodgy thing and they, they want to move on. They want to get started. They, you know, you, you got to stat. It is, and it's it's not like, and again, I, I say this all the time and I, I, I think sometimes you guys... Do you realize the amount of freaking people that are involved in these decisions, right? In a typical NFL environment, this could this this decision to fire a head coach could affect as many as 50 people, right? In terms of their job status. So, you know, when you when you look at the fact that you're going to have a staff of probably just a coaching staff of probably 15, right? And then you've got trainers and equipment people and strength coaches and all of that. You know, you want to access the best possible people. So the faster you move, the you know, the, the good coordinators get plucked fast. The good position coaches get plucked fast. And you don't want to be out there 
you know, with, with a, with a, you want to be out there with the best possible staff you can have is what I'm trying to say. And you need, and in, in order to do that, you got to move fast. Totally moving fast. We've got 60 seconds to answer this, but I think it's important for the podcast. Alistair, thank you. I know, I know we're going to see you on tour in Ireland very soon. Uh, Dan Quinn is a good shout. Vrabel or Mayo for the Patriots? I know a lot of Patriots fans will be listening to this on the way to work on Friday morning. Ireland, UK, Europe, whatever, listening. Thank you all for listening. Uh, a lot of talk coming out about Mayo being the favourite now to get the job in New England from people that said the Belichick was gone in New England weeks ago. Um, oh, you got to give it to Vrabel. Yeah, you've got one minute because we've got to do picks. One minute. Man. I would say of those two guys, Mike, I'd say Brable. Just on experience alone. You're a pro. That's a pro's answer, Jeff. Jeff Reinbold gives his exclusive. I want Vrabel. I want Vrabel. I, I'd love to see Vrabel in New England. I, I could actually pull for that a bit, you know. Like, I could really get behind him. Really like him. Uh, former Steeler as well. On that, let's go to the Wild Super Wildcard Weekend. <laughs> Why did they rename it Super? Why did they re? Why did they rename it Super? And I seen Sky you got a new studio. I hope you're on that new studio next year with a whole plugging all these screens. We'll come back to that. I'm re- I am too, and I'm especially hoping that it's one of those screens where you can telestrate because I think that is beautiful yes. when you can do that. It, but the studio looks really cool. Hopefully, yeah. Please God, I, I'm standing beside you, laughing at you, um, doing my social hits. Put a good word in for me. Here we go. Super wildcard weekend. I can't believe it. Like, we are done. We are done. This is it. This is going to be in Ireland, baby. Not yet. We're almost there. Browns, Texans. Uh, first game Saturday night. The Browns going to the Texans. Joe Flacco is a wee week off, Jeffrey. Who wins this game? I think going to the Texans is an advantage for Cleveland, frankly. Um, obviously, you know, the home field advantage is, this is the way we always refer to it. But I think for Cleveland to go and not have to play in nasty weather is going to help them. It's going to help their 38-year-old quarterback. This is the number one defense in the National Football League that Tex- the Texans are going to go against. Now, C.J. Stroud is my guy. I told you that since day one. Um, they are very, very good. I just don't know if they're ready for that Browns defense. And so I would say, I think the Browns will win in a close one. I, I am taking the Browns. I'm taking the Browns to win this week and next week. Ooh, hey, Dolphins go to the Chiefs. I'm taking the Dolphins to win this game. I think they're the better team offensively. I think that George Karlaftis will be a big factor for the Chiefs defense in this game. But I think the two goes in in chilly temperatures. And just gets it done somehow. And the whole perception of this Miami team completely changes. And the whole perception of Patrick Mahomes and his 450 million 10 year contract oof, completely changes. Miami for me, Jeffrey, who have you got? I'm going to take Kansas City, and I'll tell you why. I think that, uh, you know, I think that they understand who they're getting in Cheetah. They understand who, I mean, they practiced against him, the DBs of practice. Sneeds covered him in practice, all of those things. That's, that's a huge, huge advantage. I think that the Chiefs' defense matches up well with Miami. Uh, the other thing I'm going to say to you, Michael, is this is supposed to be a record-setting day for cold weather in Kansas City, right? And you're talking about Tua, who grew up in Hawaii, played his football at Alabama, and now is with the Miami Dolphins. 
what is his record in games where the temperature is below zero Fahrenheit, or excuse me, uh, Celsius? Probably not very good. So I think that that's a huge factor in this game. How much Houston's going to play for Miami, if he's going to play at all, uh, the edge rusher that they picked up last week is really key. The Dolphins are beat up on defense, right? They are, they've lost two of their best edge rushers. Uh, Van Ginkle's done a great job of filling in, but he's not certainly, you know, he's, he's, he's not Chubb. And um, I, I just really think that the Chiefs will win at home. I got an exclusive video of Tua going into Kansas City at the weekend. It was right? a wintry walk yep. to school in Park Village, but they're a hardy breed in these parts. Well, the demolishers we have to go. Well, anyway, we haven't watched a choice in the matter, but sure. It's a cold. It's a cold journey to school this morning. Oh, God, you wouldn't be long getting frostbite. And you are a mess. Oh, God, you wouldn't be long getting frostbite. That's our biggest performance Instagram post of the year with Patrick Mahomes. I love the internet. Uh, Steelers going to the Bills, Jeffrey. I, I can't pick. I can't pick this Okay, I so I'll, I'll, leave you, I'll leave you off the hook because I know you have Steelers. Well, I think I think the Sailors do have a shock win in the field goal because the the mood in Pittsburgh's high. I was chatting to them today, Jeffrey, and that's well. I, I you know again, it's going to be interesting. No, no T.J. Watt, you know, and I love you know I love Nick Herbig. Uh, he's a Hawaii kid. He's from the island of Kauai. He's had a great rookie season. He played better down the stretch. Highsmith on the other side. That's still you're losing the best pass rusher in football, right? That is going to fill. There's going to be a void to fill. I am not a Mason Rudolph fan. I will tell you that right up front. And so when I factor in all those things, the game's in Buffalo, right? The quarterback for the Buffalo Bills is Josh Allen. The quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers is Mason Rudolph. Enough said. Oh, I can't wait to play this back to you on Sunday at like one o'clock in the morning your time. <laughs> right, we got to roll through three games before you talk to big WG, my man. Packers, Cowboys. Oh, I want to take Jordan Love so bad in this game. I'm going to take the Cowboys. Who have you got? I'm going to take the Cowboys too. I think, I think uh, I, I'm, I'm worried about that Packer defense. Just, I'm not worried about Jordan Love. I think that, but this could be a great game. I think this could be one of those games that's like, you know, 28, 35, 28, some, you know, score. And you're going to see, you're going to be a fun game to watch. Jerry here out Adele song. Hello from the outside. No? Yeah. No. Lions, Rams. Matthew Stafford is going to go into Detroit and knock them out of the playoffs. Their first home playoff game in 30 years on Sunday night football. The Rams win by a field goal with one minute to go. And entertain me, Jeff. What would you like me to do? Sing or dance? Or who's gonna win? The, who's gonna win that game? I could you imagine if Stafford wins that game? I, you know what? It, it, let, let me just say this: I am so conflicted in this game, right? I am absolutely, incredibly conflicted because I am a Lions fan, have been since I was six years old, right? Now I had to put my fandom on ice for a long time because they were so bad, right? But to see them in the playoffs, it actually brings a tear to me eye. Right? Tear to me eye. Yeah, that's my Irish imitation. All right, so. 
Who's one of the game, Jeffrey? <laughs> I, I'm gonna. You know what I'm gonna say? I'm gonna say the Rams because yeah, just, exactly. I you know Matthew Stafford's a difference maker, bro. He is, and I was just hitting mute. I openly told her 33 minutes, and I told Phoebe Schachter the other day, I'm not staying up Monday night. She's like, why not? You know you are. Eagles, Bucks, no chance. Um, you know you are. Baker Mayfield beats the Eagles. Could you imagine if it happened? No. Look, the Eagles win this game by 14. The whole thing goes back down again. It's grand. But it, there, there is there is going to be a pendulum drop. Something is going to happen this weekend. If it's Jordan Love going to Dallas – if it's Baker Mayfield beating the Eagles, or if it's Mason Ho 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 Rudolph beating the Bills, one of those games is going to turn. You know what? As I we see it every year. Also, with Dallas is going out this weekend or next weekend, so there's like a 50-50 chance. So we'll see. Um, you got the Eagles? I got the Eagles. That's it. Do you want to do you want to round this off? Yeah, in terms of the in terms of the show, Jeff. Before you make your picks at 888 Sport, the official gambling partner of the National Football League in both the UK and Ireland, you have better have listened to this show and pick absolutely opposite of everything Michael says. And you're Fiat Michael is what you're saying. Fiat Michael. Guaranteed. This has been the Jeff Reinbold Show as we have, or excuse me, I have picked you winners. Michael's told you who not to pick. And if you... If you join us next week, we will run it back. And Michael, how do you like your crow served, Mike? What? Did I say again? I couldn't, like, your, your microphone went there. Next week, Jeff, Jeff will have our microphone. I said, how do you like your crow served? Medium to well done. Okay, well... Uh, Mike's going to get medium to well done crow next week for those bad picks he just gave you. Okay. This has been Jeff Reinbold with my side quick sidekick. Oh my God, I'm, I'm in the stream. Good night. God bless. Hello. Enjoy the our weekend. We'll be back with proper shows next week whenever Jeff knows what time it is. I don't, I don't know anymore. Have a great weekend. Good night. God bless. Sign off.